This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show, live and local every single morning. Hi, Jake. Hello. A lot to get to today. That's about okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got to talk Utah Jazz and the latest on the Utah Jazz and their efforts to trade Rudy Gobert and remake this roster. Very simply, are the Utah Jazz trying to trade Rudy Gobert? We'll have that as well. A uh, very popular Utah Jazz man has a contract option today. We'll talk about that. NBA free agency. We've got to talk about Elon Musk. We've got to talk about a Florida man. Our, what is the single dumbest thing that you have ever done in, in like your entire life? Yeah. You have done very few dumb things, as we found out in the pre-show yes, meeting. Yes, that's correct. So we'll talk about that. Are you team Apple? Are you team Android? It's all coming up right here on The Monty Show. Make sure you find us on Twitter, Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Make sure right now, if you are watching the show, scroll down. If you are listening to the show, scroll down in the description. Find our affiliate links. All kinds of great stuff uh, in our affiliate links. Our Amazon must-have list. It's all there right in the description of this right here podcast. But without further ado, let's talk about the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert because it seems to be the biggest question on every Jazz fan's mind. Are the Utah Jazz going to trade Rudy Gobert? And the answer is, I don't know. I know that the Utah Jazz continue to try and trade Rudy Gobert, and it seems like the most likely suitor is the Chicago Bulls. But the single biggest question Will the Chicago Bulls include Patrick Williams? Sources uh, around the NBA yesterday told us that the Bulls have come off of the hard stance that Patrick Williams will not be traded to acquire Rudy Gobert and that they are more willing to include Patrick Williams in a trade now. But Jake, I guess the question is, Danny Ainge, as we all know, drives a hard bargain. Is his asking price for Rudy Gobert too high? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say if it's too high. Like, I, I, because I, obviously the asking price for Rudy Gobert, if you're the Utah Jazz, needs to be high, you know? And, and so I think what we've heard so far and what we've seen is that a first round pick and uh, one of your best players is basically the asking price right now. And that's why this Patrick Williams situation has. Uh, come into existence. And so is the asking price too high right here today? I don't think it is. But my concern, and, and again, I've been voicing this for I think two weeks now, like every day that goes by that this deal doesn't get done, you're losing value. You're you're basically stepping backwards, in my opinion, just because I because te- other teams know that hey, you don't have the financial flexibility, that you don't have a ton of draft capital that you can go out and, and simply make another deal with, and so that's why I think Danny Ainge is walking a really fine line here with this situation. Because yes, I, I do think that he wants to move Rudy Gobert, and my gut instinct tells me that he still will move Rudy Gobert. But I think the issue or the conversation maybe is is like what value do they ultimately get back? And every day that the deal doesn't get done, I think that value is just slowly but surely 
you know, diminishing a little bit. And that's what concerns me. Again, I don't want to get to training camp and, and have the story be, well, we traded Rudy, but but we didn't really get a ton back because we waited too long. That's my only concern in this situation. Yeah, and I, I don't think the asking price is too high. I mean, you're talking about a three-time defensive player of the year. Um, at certain points in the last two seasons, Rudy Gobert has been in the MVP conversation. So I don't think the asking price is too high. The question here continues to be for me, how badly do you need to make this move? And I think they need to make this move. I think they desperately need to make this move, in fact. And I say that because when you look at the salary cap situation, you look at the significance of what today represents. Today is the opening of NBA free agency, and the Jazz, in all likelihood, will not be involved in any meaningful way. And in my opinion, again, and I think from what I've heard from Utah Jazz sources, they don't want to come back with the same team that they had last year. I think they know that that team is not going to compete at a very high level. And if they are not going to compete for a championship, they're going to make roster changes. And the good news is, and, and I think we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, I think Danny Ainge fully understands who this team is and where this team is. And those are two very important questions that Danny had to ask and address of himself and of this team before he took this job, and he did. And I think he knows that this Utah Jazz team is not athletic enough and they are not diverse enough to compete. And the biggest issue is they're paying the luxury tax. And the number one offender on this roster and on this salary cap by far is Rudy Gobert. He's making 23% of the salary cap at an average annual value of $41 million. It makes tremendous, tremendous sense to trade Rudy Gobert if you can. But again, I point out, you don't have the assets to go and make any trade you like. Look no further than the DeJounte Murray trade yesterday where, you know, Atlanta essentially sends multiple first-round picks and Danilo Gallinari, who San Antonio is going to wind up buying out, to San Antonio uh, for DeJounte Murray, who is a great young player that is in demand around the league, and now he's an Atlanta Hawk. And it's only because the Atlanta Hawks had draft capital. That's something the Jazz don't have. Why did the Jazz not make a trade on draft day? Because they did not have draft capital. You look at the teams making trades, look at what the New York Knicks have done. The Knicks have only been able to operate because they've had draft capital to give up and to acquire and re-leverage for another deal, which we've seen them do. So now the Knicks are in a position where they're going to be able to go out and try and compete for a guy like Jalen Brunson, arguably the best guard on the open market right now. They're going to be able to make him a substantial offer that most people think he'll sign. All of this to say the Jazz are not in that same position and they need to make a trade. This is no longer optional for the Jazz to make a trade. And they are telling people, hey, yeah, we'd like to move Rudy Gobert. We'd like to move Mike Conley. We are open to trading Jordan Clarkson because we don't have a choice. And I think that is a, a significant change from where historically we've seen this team, Jake. I don't think they have a choice in the matter. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that that's kind of the time we're in for the Utah Jazz. I think the, the Utah Jazz as an organization understand like what's what's at stake here, which is, you know, we have to take the next step as a team. We have to evolve. We have to get to the next version of what this squad is going to be. And that's why I say, like, it, it, it is unnerving, as Donovan Mitchell allegedly put it. Uh, it is unnerving. It is a little interesting that, that it hasn't been done yet. But I think that... 
that it, it's going to happen. Like that's my opinion. That uh, it, that they are going to make the deal. I just think that Danny Ainge, as you said, is driving that hard bargain. So it's like, how do you find the middle? How do you say as a as an executive, okay, yes, this is what he's worth, but you know, we're headed into July now. You know, so like you can't get to the middle of July and not have this done. I mean, that's just not going to be an option. And that's why I say every day that goes by, it just gets a bit tougher. So I would expect that. I mean, I got to think we hear something like by the end of next week. I I would be really surprised if we didn't. And and frankly, you know, I just don't because like a lot of people are asking, well, isn't isn't it an option to bring Rudy back? Like it can't you bring him back? Like, why wouldn't you bring him back? And I'm I'm just sitting here saying that that I don't think that it is an option to bring him back. I don't think that you run the guy through all these trade rumors and and basically everything that's been said and then try to bring him back when you know that there was turmoil in the locker room last season. When you know that him and Don don't really get along too well. Like they'll play together and that's cool, but that's different than being best friends or being really tight and looking forward to playing together. That's two different things. Yeah. So I just think you can't bring him back. That's not an option. I think that's a really interesting point in that I don't think it's catastrophic. I I again will restate what we've been telling you since January. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are no mortal enemies and they don't have, you know, huge hate for each other. But what they're not is close. What they're not is friends. What they're not is even acquaintances at this point. They are not guys that are in touch. And when your two best players, the guys that your team and really your organization are built around don't like each other, that becomes an issue for you. And it created significant chemistry issues in that locker room over the last two years. I think that's one of the major reasons that Quinn Snyder is no longer the head coach of the Utah Jazz because he could not control... Uh, the dynamic in that locker room. And I think that specifically Rudy Gobert's a guy who wants to be a leader. I don't know that he's capable of being a leader, not in this situation because of the deficiencies on this roster. And when we look at what's plagued the Utah Jazz, it's defense. I don't think that's any secret. I'm not breaking any news there that defense has been a major issue for this Utah Jazz team. And I think one of the other things that we see so often is that when defense breaks down, you have guys now that we saw last year pointing fingers at each other. You have Rudy Gobert pointing at Royce O'Neal. You have Rudy Gobert pointing at Boyan Bogdanovich. This system is broken. And the only way to, to move past this is to change this roster. There are all kinds of reasons for the Utah Jazz to trade Rudy Gobert. I think there are very few reasons for the Utah Jazz to keep Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I'm Obviously, I'm not the general manager. I am not the guy that owns the Utah Jazz. Well, and I think the reasons are financial and personal. Yes. You know, it's, it's human being related and it's financial. Because a lot of times, like, these situations are very much just like a bottom line type deal. Like, oh, well, he's making this much and that puts us in this position financially, which means we have to move him. Like, this, this is kind of different because it is about the money, absolutely, but yeah. it also is about what's on the floor and what's in the locker room, which is why I think it's just... It's it's like this three-headed monster that that you know gets resolved by just making the deal. But I don't think, and this is just based on Danny Ainge's track record, he's not just going to make a, 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 a you know a half-cooked deal, if you will. He's not just going to give Rudy away for right. whatever. That's not that's not happening. Danny Ainge 
is somebody who is going to like you know make his point heard about hey this is the value like he's going to sell the hell out of Rudy Gobert's accolades and what he's done and as he should as he should but I just I just worry sometimes that this is taking too long we're dragging our feet on this a bit and I that's don't know what about me. that I don't know about that because it's not as though major deals are being done and the Jazz are standing still would you call the Dejounte Murray deal a major deal or no I mean, I, I would. I think, obviously, he's one of the best young young players in the NBA. Because that feels like Murray. the first one to me. That feels like the first bigger deal that's, I, I would, that's been I done. would agree with that. But I, I don't think the Jazz have gotten left behind in the trade market. Is Danny Ainge asking too much for Rudy Gobert? Probably. It's borderline, but, I feel like. But what would you have him do? I mean, I, I think major deals have not been done. When there's a major sign-in trade done or if two, three, four trades are made today and the Jazz are still standing pat, I'd be worried about that. If the Minnesota Timberwolves make a significant deal, if they trade D'Angelo Russell, I'd be worried about that. If the Chicago Bulls make a major deal where they trade Vucevic, I'd be worried about that because those are the major pieces um, that have to be included to make Rudy Gobert deals with the Bulls or the Timberwolves. Yeah. I think it is disappointing. I think the trade that is more significant than the the Deontay Murray trade is the Cantavius Caldwell Pope deal because the Denver Nuggets got better in that deal. Mm. They did not get worse. They got better. KCP is a guy that inflicts his will defensively on people. The Jazz could have used him. That's a guy that it feels like you missed an opportunity, which is what you said when that deal came out. You were texting me saying, hey, feels like the Jazz missed an opportunity there. Yeah, and, and again, I, 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 this is kind of what I'm getting to with with the Rudy situation. And, and again, this is the other dynamic at play. And I don't mean to make it like so complex, but this is the the facts of the case. Like like the Rudy deal is impacting other deals that you're missing opportunities on. Like I I agree with you. I think the KCP thing it would have been awesome to go to go and get him. The problem is is you're you're just gonna have a tough time making those deals while you still have yes. Rudy's money on the books. So that's why that's why I keep saying. And again, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but that's why I keep saying, dude. Like it's not about. Rudy's game per se. We're not we're not saying, hey, Rudy sucks, so you need to trade him. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're saying, hey, like the money for the value, it, that ratio is incorrect and it's limiting you in business. It is it is the return on your investment. Yeah. I mean it everything we do in this world is a value proposition. You're not gonna go take a dump today if it's not a value proposition for you. Well, I mean, that's probably an extreme example, but you get my point. (laughs) You're not going to do anything in this life that doesn't bring you value, whether that you're not going to be friends with your best friend if that person doesn't bring you value. The Bulls are not going to include Patrick Williams if Rudy Gobert doesn't bring them value. I mean, it it is that simple. Cody Strickland, good morning to you. First one in today. He says, been out of town for a while. Want to catch up one chips on sandwiches? Yes. If you are not putting potato chips in between the bread, when it's, you know, lettuce, tomato, potato chip, Lays. turkey. Le- well, le- I mean, I got to tell you, ruffles with ridges inside the bread is not a bad thing. I am fat. No July, doubt about this that. This is July, you know, July 4th weekend. Like, are, we're going to have chips this weekend, right? I would I would think so okay. on, a, on a large scale. Uh, he says best fries are at American Burger, hands down. Never had American Burger. Uh, and he says, like the new set and last, where the heck is the Karen Montemayor story? Um. 
eventually. Um, Joe Parker, it hasn't started yet, Cody. Relax. Yeah, the show just started, Cody. Yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Always good to see you, Cody Strickland. I appreciate you. Uh, The Blind Swordsman DS. What's up, man? Good to see you. Says, I had to defend y'all's honor. People, some jazz fans get too sensitive about the truth about the jazz. Oh, don't don't get us started on this, man. Why why you got to do that, man? I think you it's know. funny. I think it's funny. And again, I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's funny that every day in this town, somebody sends me a tweet saying, "Hey, man, did you uh, did you see that Spence said this about you? Did you hear that Spence said this about you? Hey, hey um, yesterday it was Ben Anderson was calling you guys hacks from the YouTube show. <laughs> okay. Yesterday it was Sarah Todd mentioned you guys on Spence's show. Okay. Then people DMing me overnight, Andy Larson, uh, you know, like calling us out on Twitter. Okay. Hey, we appreciate the pub, man. Thanks so much. And they're like, oh, you, we don't listen to that show. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, you do. As long as you're talking about us, you don't listen. Don't keep listening as long as you keep talking. Yeah. Which I think is hysterical. I, I you don't need to you don't need to go very far. And I, I think somebody said this to me in DMs today. Tell me you listen to the show without telling me you listen to the show. Right? Like Yeah. To me, it's all good, folks. Like, I love this idea that people are like, oh, you're just you're just trying to get clicks. Yes, I am. Correct the mundo. Exactly. I'm sorry, I live in a digital world. I'm I'm by the way, you're only saying that to get people to listen to your show. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You're that that's our job. We We're we, reporting what we know. We get people to listen to our show, right? Like, and the and the best one is, well, you don't have sources. Okay. Well, on the Jazz, I, I would I would ask you to point to the thing we've been wrong about on the Jazz so far, and it's all. I always say this: Hey, I don't get to hide behind some. Oh well, we don't have that archived. Every YouTube show we've ever done is on this channel. Go um, back, go back, go. Ba- all you need to do is go back to the day that Rudy Gobert's contract was announced. Watch our show that day. What did we tell you? Go back to the day that that. Mike Conley was resigned last summer. What'd we tell you? Go back. I, I don't, we can't hide and we don't hide from anything that we're saying. We don't need to hide. And by the way, the other funny part about this, in the, yesterday there was a particular group of angst. We were a big topic on Twitter yesterday for whatever reason. Yeah. And I love that people talk about us on Twitter and talk about us on the radio. And we're just those guys that the hacks as they call us that do the YouTube show. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. And people are like, oh, they don't know anybody. You're right. We don't. You know what the funny thing is? They know us. And guess what? We don't know anybody at the Jazz, but they know us. And you know how we know that? Because they came to us. Facts. They came to us. It's funny how that works. Sources at the Jazz, we didn't reach out and say, hey, we're uh, we're those hacks from YouTube. Are you trading Rudy Gobert? (laughs) They called us. They called us like, <laughs> and the funny thing is like, people are like, you guys are never right. All I can say is who was the first one that told you about Kalani Sataki getting a contract extension? Mm-hmm. What do you think? We just pulled that out of thin air. I love that stuff. So blind swordsman, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, sir. You don't have to defend us, but I appreciate that you do. 
I, I do. D's World of Hoops says, nothing to be ashamed of. Keep working. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, and that's the other thing I would say, too. Everyone, well, not everyone, but, like, you know, I get I, I see tweets all the time, and people have reached out, like, doesn't this upset you guys? And it's like, no, man, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, it doesn't upset us at all. That, that see, that's not the beauty all. of it. Like, we don't have, we don't have bosses. We don't have regulation. We don't have uh, anything. Like, we have YouTube. We have this show for 90 minutes to two hours a day, and that's it, man. Doc J says that Will Hardy looks like he sharpens his chin on wet stone each morning. He does. <laughs> he absolutely does. Joe Parker says uh, you were wrong about the head coach. Oh, He's man. not an African-American. Well, I, I would have hired I, – as I said, I would have hired Will Hardy, but I don't think he could have gone wrong See, with Charles Lee. Listen to me. Hold on. Hold on a second. I, I love this notion. Again, go back and listen. I think you misunderstood what we said. We didn't say that the coach they were going to hire was going to be African-American. We didn't say that. What we said was is that the trend in the league has been young black head coach that can relate to the players. That's what Yudoka. we said. Yeah. Like it, it, So what did they do? They went out and got a young white head coach that can relate to players. Like, that's pretty... And by the way, like, did anybody notice how many players got on Twitter and like celebrated him getting hired? Yeah, it's a clear <laughs> win for the organization. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Like, there's no question about it. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling because we got a lot of people commenting this morning. Appreciate you guys being here. Funky Orient says, Good morning. What's up? Uh, Ryan Buckley says, Morning, guys. Cody Strickland says, Do you do what Bridges did last night? I, oh Dude. man, if you guys did not hear about Miles Bridges, um, a free agent, I believe he's going to be restricted, um, arrested for felony domestic violence last night. How dumb do you think oh. I am? Yeah, that's not that's not, not good, dude. That's not good. Not at all. Teddy Wayman says, Sup, fellas. What's up, Teddy? Good to see you. Rudy Sanchez, good morning to you. Uh, Alex Chacon says, free agency starts today. It's always a fun time in the NBA. This next month, from the day the NBA Finals end for the next month forward is the best time of the year in basketball. I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Uh, Adrian Harrigan says, I woke up this morning and had a realization that I think Rudy and Mitchell are going to be on the team starting of training camp. I would be surprised if that were the case. I, I, I will say again the same thing I've said for, for six months. They're going to trade Rudy Gobert. They're going to trade him. I still maintain what sources at the Jazz have repeatedly told me, what NBA sources around the league have told me repeatedly, is Danny Ainge has worked in earnest. They tried at the trade deadline, didn't feel like they could get the value they wanted, um, and they're talking to multiple teams about making deals for Rudy Gobert. But again, I don't think he's the most likely starter to get traded. I think that's probably Mike Conley, if I had the guess. I also don't think he's the most likely jazz man to be traded first. I think that's Jordan Clarkson because I think Jordan is in high demand around the league. Mm -hmm. But I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to get a Rudy Gobert trade. Could it happen today? Sure. Does it need to must happen today? No, it doesn't. There's no timeline for making a trade like a guy like Rudy Gobert. It's simply taking somebody's temperature. Y'all feel me? Are the Chicago Bulls willing to include Patrick Williams in a deal because if they are, I would make that trade. I would absolutely make that trade. Yeah. And you know what? The funny thing is you don't hear rumors coming out of Chicago because they play things very close to the vest. But what NBA sources told me yesterday 
is that the Chicago Bulls have been far more willing um, in the last couple of days, in fact, to include Patrick Williams in a deal for Rudy Gobert. And they see themselves in a position where they can compete for an Eastern Conference championship. And I think that one of the very telling signs and one of the things that really, I think, gives them hope in that light is that they see what's going on in Philly. And they understand that James Harden opting out of his deal in Philadelphia is absolutely a game changer for the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Because what that's going to do is that's going to give a very cash-strapped Philadelphia 76er team flexibility to make deals to try and move guys like Tobias Harris and have two superstar players. Because I think the sentiment around the league, and most people would agree, is that James Harden is not going to be a 22-point-a-night a guy. He's going to return on some level, in some form or fashion, to the guy that he used to be. He will never be James Harden from the Houston Rockets. Those days, I think, are over, mainly because he's not the guy in Philadelphia. That's Joe's team, mm -hmm. and I think everybody recognizes that. But there's no reason that James Harden can't score 25 points a night. I think the biggest concern in the Eastern Conference is what happens if Rudy Gobert ends up in Chicago? Because if he ends up in Chicago, they are much more capable of defending the Milwaukee Bucks. They are much more capable of defending teams like the Sixers. The issue there is that obviously Joel Embiid has owned Rudy Gobert Repeatedly. Uh, in multiple games. Joel Embiid has owned Rudy Gobert, but it gives the Chicago Bulls a far, far better presence defensively than they've had, Jake. And I think that's why they see that if they include Patrick Williams, and, and listen, I'm a big Patrick Williams guy. I believe in Pat as a player. I think P. Will's going to be outstanding. He needs development, and he needs heavy minutes. He's not getting that in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I say that because he's been a bit of an enigma in his first two years in the league. He is not a guy that's developed at the pace that I think the Bulls would like, and I think it's kept him off the floor in some important situations. He's also had some injuries. He's... Been, Patrick Williams is is in a really important window in his career. If he comes to Utah, he's going to get heavy minutes, and I think he blossoms into a star. If he stays in Chicago, I think he's going to have to be a star. And I don't know that that's who P. Will is, but yeah. I think it is a very interesting discussion. Adrian, I think I, I don't know that they can bring him back. I truly don't. Uh, Ryan Buckley says the Jazz are running it back again just to lose in the first round again and again. But see, they're I, not I going to do that, do in that. my opinion. Yeah, they're not. They're not. You're not. You didn't bring. You didn't do all the work you've done so far just to run it back with the same roster. Like, no. you didn't bring Danny in. You didn't bring you know Will Hardy in. Like, you didn't bring you know Fitzdale in. Like, you didn't bring all these guys in to run it back with the same roster. I, I and that's why I say, I. Once the first deal happens with the Utah Jazz, that will basically tell us the direction they're going to go as far as the rest of the roster. So, like, as an example, if you move, if the first deal they do is Jordan Clarkson, let's say, then that will tell me, okay, yeah, maybe Rudy isn't going to get moved, right? If the first deal you do is Mike Conley, you know, and you get you get some stuff back, like, that's a power deal for you then that kind of sends a different message. So that's why I say, like, it's hard for me. It's hard to be patient right now if you're a Utah Jazz yeah, fan. And and I think we just need to understand that. It is difficult 
to be patient and sit here and wait when you know the current roster you have is good for a first or a second round exit. Respectfully, I, I don't mean that in any type of disrespectful way, but that's essentially the cap or the or the ceiling on this team so far. So if you're a Utah Jazz fan, I understand why you want stuff to get moving. But remember, remember what was it Monday? I think we said, hey, we understand why you're frustrated and you want stuff to move. And then the Will Hardy thing got done. So I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. And I would guess. Again, this is just me guessing my opinion, but I would guess something would happen this weekend. It just kind of makes sense timeline-wise that something will go down. Yeah, and I, I think that's the right timeline for the Jazz. And again, if you're just tuning in the show, we're talking about the Utah Jazz trading Rudy Gobert. Don't forget, NBA free agency opens at 4 Mountain Time, 6 Eastern. Um, and obviously, all day long, we're going to follow those stories. But um, the biggest question that I have about the Jazz and Rudy Gobert is who's the best suitor for Rudy? Yeah. And, you know, again, it's difficult. Again, is the asking price too high? I think the best suitor, without question in my mind, is the Chicago Bulls. I think they bring value. But there's a couple other teams that I think make a lot of sense. I still maintain the Atlanta Hawks, John Collins makes a lot of sense for the mm -hmm. Utah Jazz. They don't have draft capital, but neither do the Chicago Bulls, right? But John Collins is far more valuable, in my opinion, to the Utah Jazz than, than is a Patrick williams Nikola Vucevic deal with Chicago. Agreed. I, I think there's Agreed. a lot more value in that. And if you're going to get – if you're going to get a herder, I think now it's pretty clear that DeAndre Hunter's not available. But if, if, if you're the, the Utah Jazz – I'm not making a trade with the Atlanta Hawks without DeAndre Hunter. Okay, so the Atlanta Hawks are an option for Rudy Gobert. Maybe, right? I think one of the strongest options is the Toronto Raptors, who I'll go back to, and we've talked about this for months now. The Raptors and OG Ananomi seem like a likely trade partner for the Utah Jazz. Is it OG and Gary Trent? That makes a lot of sense to me. Can you get draft capital in that? That makes a lot of sense to me. The issue there is I think you need a third team in that deal. Yeah. And I think that third team was going to be Washington. But the guy you want on Washington just wound up in Denver and Cantavius Caldwell Pope. And I think Cantavius is a guy that would have fit wonderfully in Utah. But that deal now doesn't happen. So that brings me to my third team. And that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think Rudy Gobert is a perfect fit next to Carl Anthony Towns. He makes them instantly better. The question is, does D'Angelo Russell fit with, with, with the Utah Jazz? And Jake, I don't know that necessarily he does. I am not convinced. Looking at his game, I was watching a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of tape on D'Angelo Russell last night. I just don't see that his game fits seamlessly. Could you make it work? Yes. But does D'Angelo Russell with guys like Boyan Bogdanovich, guys like Donovan Mitchell with Will Hardy, does that feel like a Western Conference playoff run to you? It does not to me. I don't feel like D'Lo and Don next to each other is instant success. I think you're better than you are now, though. You know, I think I think that I don't know. About I would that. rather have. I can tell you this right now, and this will be controversial. I'd rather have D'Lo than Mike Conley. I can tell you that right, right now. But my question is: the other thing is, and we've talked about this at nauseum when it comes to uh, the Utah Jazz trading Rudy Gobert. Yeah. The biggest question for me is what What are you going to do to get better? If you make a deal for D'Angelo Russell, you're not better defensively. That's true. You're just not. 
And again, I go back to this, this, you know, Wenacho Hernan Gomez situation. He's got an option that's due today. Do the Jazz pick that up? It's seven million bucks. The cap hit is seven million dollars mm-hmm. on on Wenacho Belgrande. Right. I'm not picking that up. Yeah. I'm not. I, I I think you have to let him go. Yeah. Because D'Angelo and him are similar, and this is just in the parlance of, hey, can the Jazz and the T Wolves make a deal? How do you feel when you say that him and D'Lo are similar? How do you mean by that? I, because I think they're both perimeter players. I think Hernan Gomez is a is his value to the Jazz is that he shoots the three point pointer really well, and he's going to get you that tap out rebound. He's yeah. going to run through the paint and grab that board. Other than that, he's not a guy that I'm counting on to score points for me. Yeah, I think I think. I mean, I don't disagree, but I also think that D'Lo, D'Lo is a much better player than Hernan Gomez. No, no. Like, I mean, don't, don't compare the two because I'm not. What I'm saying is money, money-wise. Money-wise. I'm letting Hernan Gomez go because mm-hmm. what he does, I can get from D'Angelo Russell and more. I can get that. Right. The issue becomes, who's my starting center now? Azubuki's not ready. Hassan Whiteside's probably not coming back, even though he was a steal. You're probably not bringing him back. I mean, are are we, are you know, Co- are are we going with Coburn? Like, I mean, I don't know where you go yeah, at center I think, here. I think I think the 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 discussion around yeah, I see what you're getting at. I think yeah, the discussion around what what position on the floor are you going to take a risk at is an interesting discussion. You know, yes, and it I think, is. I think yes, that it is. I, I I think that you know the 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 discussion really is centered around how do we how do we cuz remember the stated goal the stated goal is hey we want to we we're still going to be a postseason contender even through this process so the 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 idea isn't hey we have to replace exactly what we have right here right now correct the idea is hey within two maybe three seasons we need to be competing for the NBA finals and we're going to do that in a way where we're still postseason relevant so like to me, with the D'Lo thing, like I like the D'Lo opportunity because whether you keep him and and he contributes, or you go and try and flip him, you can definitely flip D'Angelo Russell for some more value. And I think if I'm Danny Ainge and I want draft picks, and I know Atlanta doesn't have picks, I know Chicago doesn't have picks, I know Toronto isn't loaded with picks. Like then I begin to understand, okay, maybe the Rudy deal isn't where I'm getting picks. Maybe but the I, Rudy deal I, is something different. I still go back and maintain this a three team deal. It has well, to be a three-team deal. Sense. Yeah, that's what makes yeah. the most sense. And yeah. I just don't think, unless something dramatic happens, I don't see a whole lot of value in a in a Timberwolves trade. Not for the the Jazz and the T Wolves straight up. I I yeah. I just don't. All right, let's get some more of your comments in here. Um, Adrian, good to see you. Ryan Buckley says the Jazz are running it back uh, just to lose in the first round again. Yeah, I can't see doing that. I can't. I cannot see doing that. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says the asking price is not high. Gobert is a three-time All Star and a three-time Defensive Player of the Year who also averages 16 points and 15 boards. Again, I'd have a very high asking price on him. So but yeah, again, you know what, Rudy, I don't disagree with you on that. But again, this needs to be said, and 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 I'm not disagreeing with you about his accolades or what his value should be. But it's but the conversation isn't what his value should be. It's what his value is. Exactly It's right. what the Bulls think he's worth or what Atlanta thinks he's worth or what Toronto thinks Your he's worth. Your value is what somebody's willing to and, pay for and, and that's why I say, like, the, the the lack of an offensive game individually is really hurting the Utah Jazz right now as far as trade conversations are no, concerned. Yeah, because nobody's paying $41 million for a rim protector. That's yeah, just, that's just not – it's not – it's just not how the crazy league money. works, man. I mean, you're when you're in the $40 million range, again, we're talking James Harden, LeBron, Steph, like – 
top-end, best-in-the-world type talent. And Rudy is best-in-the-world type talent defensively, but total package, he's not even close to those guys. Yep, I agree. Jeremy Bolton says, morning, Rudy coming back, y'all. We'll see. Um, it's definitely an option. Uh, do we think trading uh, trading Rudy or trading Mike will be the first move the Jazz make? No, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know that the order of their deals matters. I think the first move they make is probably Jordan Clarkson, if I had to guess, if there's a deal to be had there. Um, but I, I don't think the order of the deals matter. I think you have to move money. Yeah. And I think that's what's most significant. And again, I just go back and restate. That's why you're trading Rudy. His contract is just, I mean, it's derelict. It is. It's a chain around your neck. Oh, dude. man. It, it's, like, yeah, it's crazy. Karen Montemayor pipes in. <laughs> Karen, good to see you. What's up, motherfuckers? You know, you know. Uh, Marcus Denora says, good morning, gents. What would be the best off season for you guys moving forward? Which guys would you target for the jazz? I mean, I want, I want athletic wing players for the jazz. And that's why guys like Patrick Williams, guys like, um, Deandre Hunter, Deandre Hunter certainly is a guy that I would love to see on this team. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's a package deal, like again, in Chicago, I think this is why you need, Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso. This is why you'd like an Io DeSumo. Well, and I think this is why you wanted the KCP deal. This is yes. why that was attractive to yes. you because he's a wing guy, can shoot it and holds his own defensively. But I need guys who can do what I can't already do. Right. I can't I can't defend at three levels. I can defend at one level. Yeah. You need guys who can expand and push out on defense. You know, like that that is that's just really important. And I think you need three point shooting. I think you when it comes down to it, and again, this is something that I think a lot of people have struggled to answer uh, on this team. Who are you going to when you need a three-point shot? If the game was today, I mean, we... Well, we know who it should be. It should be Don. Yeah. But, you know, in the playoffs in Dallas, it was Boyan Bogdanovich. That ball didn't go in the hole. In the bubble, it was Mike Conley. That ball didn't go in the hole. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you need three-point shooting. And I know that sounds crazy. Hell yeah, they take a lot of three-point shots. Yeah. They need a knockdown three-point shooter. And my feeling is, I'd like that to be a guard. I would like it to be, because Don's greatest asset, in my opinion, in this coming year, is going to be penetration and mid-range. Mm -hmm. And he's already a really good three-point shooter, but he takes the most heat. So he doesn't often have space. And that, to me, is the biggest issue. I'd really like a three-point shooter coming back. I, that, to, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In my opinion, for the Utah Jazz, I really want a three-point shooter. Yeah. Um, I want I want wing defense. Absolutely. Gabe Ledley, good morning, too. He says, buckets, oh, bag of balls. Speaking of Gabe Ledley in Phoenix, mm -hmm. how about this DeAndre uh, Ayton situation? Yeah, I think, I think the DeAndre Ayton situation's a very interesting one. I think DeAndre yes, Ayton is. is an opportunity for the Utah Jazz in the sense that they could be a third team in that in that in that deal. And again, that's the other side of this that I feel like nobody in Salt Lake is talking about. It's not just whether, you know, the the Utah Jazz are going to trade guys or how that's going to go down, but it's also looking at the league and identifying opportunities to be a third team. Like like why would you not try to be a third team in a in a, you know, a DeAndre Ayton sign and trade where he gets shipped out to 
you know, there's been rumors about Brooklyn or a, a bunch of teams. You know, we, we really don't know where he would go. But but why would you not want to be involved in that? I mean, that is a prime opportunity to pick up picks, like, all day. Yeah, totally agree. Key himself gives us $2 uh, this morning. Thanks for the tip, Key. Appreciate that. By the way, there is a tip button at the bottom. If you tip us any amount of money, we're going to read your comment first. Mm -hmm. He says, please get hoop nerd James Hansen on the show. I don't know who that is. Yeah, change the camera here. I am not. Oh, I'm sorry. I am not. Uh, I am not on. Uh, I am not aware of who hoops nerd James Hansen is. Yeah. Do you have like a handle for him or like a. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says for also for two dollars. Cody, appreciate you. Does Rudy work in Will Hardy's system? I think anybody can work in Will Hardy's system. I don't think there's any question that Rudy Gobert could can be leveraged. Look, listen, Rudy Gobert has a purpose offensively. I mean, it is he is a screen roll lob guy, and until he shows otherwise, until he shows growth and development, I just I don't know how you go there. I don't know how you expect more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. James Knight says, forgive my Australian ignorance, but do you think <laughs> it's far too easy for player movement in U.S. sports? I think that's a great question, to be honest I think with you. that is a great question, Yeah, that's James. a great question. Um, I don't. I think that we don't respect players enough, in my opinion. The player is the property. Are there guys like Kyrie Irving who become a problem when players are given too much autonomy? There are. Mm-hmm. Are guys unprofessional? Yeah, we're talking about a Zion Williamson contract. What's his deal? He's looking at, Zion Williamson's looking at five years and $180 million. Fat. For a guy who hasn't played and has proven nothing in this league. Yeah. There are players that are problems. For every one of those guys, there's a Kobe. There's a LeBron. There's a Kevin Durant. For every one of those guys. And I think, in my opinion, players are the guys that make you the money. This is why the NL, NIL uh, pay college athletes thing has always been ridiculous to me. You got a bunch of rich white guys making billions of dollars on 18-year-old on kids, and the kids aren't making a penny. Mm -hmm. Right? It, your highest, best use is the money that you can make. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Whether that's tricking or dunking a basketball. Do what wow. you got to do. Because probably, you know, probably too much. Uh, Antoine Willis says, Murray to the Hawks reaction. Love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I think DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are going to be a formidable duo. Yeah, I think the issue for the Hawks in the in recent postseason run, runs is that they didn't really have a second scoring option like on your own guy. I mean, it was basically Trey Young trying to drive and kick or knock down the three, and if he didn't have it going, they weren't going to win. And that's yeah. why that's why it was so important for them to go and get a guy of Murray's but Jake, ability. But they have Kevin Herter and they do. Bogdan Bogdanovich and yeah. your mom. Right, yeah. Hey, guys. They yeah. needed a legit number two. This And again, not to keep going back to the Jazz, this is the problem with the Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz have Don and everybody else. They don't really have a legit Number and two. I think Murray is going to push Trey Young as far as number one and number two. It's always going to be Trey's team, but I think Dejounte Murray has more He's than enough stunt. talent, dude. I he, mean, is, he is. A he savage. is. He is absolutely. He a is. Stunt. He There's is, no doubt about that. Um. Oh man, dude from dude from Sacramento, the Fox, De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox. He's De'Aaron Fox with a bigger body. He's just as fast, better finishing package, stronger. Like that's who he is. Yeah. 
I totally agree with that. I I, I do. Uh, Jacob Yates says, get rid of Don. 6-1 high-volume shooters are a dime a dozen. Dort just became available way less money. Wait, I'm sorry. So are you saying You're, that Lou Dort's a better dude, player on, or the guy. same player as Donovan Mitchell? Come on. Come on, bro. You, you got to be better than that. Uh, Julio Simone Perez says, Jake Fisher said yesterday on his podcast that Atlanta, Toronto, and Brooklyn are interested in Royce O'Neal. Do you see a chance for Ainge trading him? I think, again, Rudy and Royce are a package deal. And I think the biggest issue in Brooklyn is that they don't have a lot of cap space to, to leverage. They have all of your regular ex exceptions. They also have a pretty nice trade exception, but they don't, they're not in a situation, again, where they can go and make a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think uh, Patty Mills opting out of his deal in Brooklyn is he going back? There's some people think that Patty Mills will go back to Brooklyn. That cat's going to be in demand in this league. He can knock it down. Um, so I think hey, keep a close eye on Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going to Brooklyn has a lot of moves to make. But I I think Royce I think Royce is absolutely a guy that's got value around the league. And it's no surprise, by the way, speaking of Royce O'Neal, that he's all over social media busting that ass, getting in shape. Yeah, like he is working hard this off season. Well, and, and again, you can't forget that these guys know that change is coming. Like yes. that's the other thing that again nobody's talking about. Like these players know what's coming. I mean, it's no secret what's going to happen here. No, and I I think. I think that's a very good question. I, I really do, Julio. I think that he has got value around the league. Uh, Joris Tuiza says, how about a trade for the Clippers? Well, there's a lot of people who think that Danny Ainge is trying to get Nick Batum from the Clippers. Yeah. I don't know. I, He's good I, I, at playing a small ball five. He is really good at that, and he can knock the three down, but so I what, get his value. But, but what's the net gain there? That you, What's the net gain? That there? you can run a high flying offense through him in the middle. That's the gain. And he's Maybe. experienced. He's a veteran. I mean, Maybe, he, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Jordan Nelson, good morning to you, Jordan. He says, Are the Raptors overvaluing Ananobi? Would they even be willing to include OG and Gary Trent Jr. in a package? I think they would. I think they would. And I think they wanted that deal at the All Star yeah. break. And I don't know what their appetite is for it now, but I feel pretty good that the Raptors – well, I don't feel pretty good. I don't. I know almost for a fact that the Raptors want Rudy Gobert, and I know for a fact that they have engaged the Jazz on multiple occasions to try and get that deal done, and they, they just haven't been able to put it together. And I think Danny's done a really good job of waiting. Dan, it, don't, don't mistake. Danny Ainge could have traded Rudy Gobert already, and I think he's done a really nice job of waiting. Really, really nice job awaiting. Uh, Red Heart Norvis, good morning to you, friend. He says, Atlanta just got Murray, and they're really pushing, which could be a team involved in the Gobert trade. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, and this is the thing I don't understand when people say that we've been wrong on, on everything with the Jazz. How many teams have been involved with Rudy Gobert? Really involved. There have been four. The Chicago Bulls, the Toronto Raptors, the Atlanta Hawks, and now the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we've told you that from, from the get, pretty much from the, the trade deadline. Yeah. We've told you that from the get. And I, it, I, I just think Atlanta makes a lot more sense. Player, human being-wise, mm -hmm. there's a lot more value in the Atlanta Hawks roster than there is in— Well, they didn't lose anybody yeah, well, in that it, deal. That but, was a thing. But I'm not interested in Clint Capella. And I know that I know there is a relationship there, and I know that Will Hardy knows him, and we get it. I'm not interested in Clint Capella on this team. It. I want John Collins. I want him to be my starting five. 
Give me two years of John Collins and Will Hardy and let's see what we can build. Because he makes you instantly better. And are you better defensively? Yes, because he is something more than a rim protector. And again, this is why I say we all want to write off Hassan Whiteside. I wouldn't be writing off Hassan Whiteside because if, if let's suppose you make this Atlanta Hawks deal. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you have Hassan Whiteside and John Collins on this team, you're in a really good position. John can be your starting five. Hassan Whiteside can be the same role he was last year. And whether he flakes and is an emotional disaster, okay, that's fine. I've got John Collins. And John can shoot the three, defend at three levels. Like, I want John Collins. Yeah. That's the guy. I have no interest in continuing to be leveraged by acquiring Clint Capella. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the the, the biggest problems for, for the Jazz is that you're you're – you're leveraged financially right now, and you've got to fix that. Yeah. You absolutely have to fix that. Uh, Jordan also says, I can't watch a D-Lo Don combo. I don't think that works. Well, I that's really what I'm don't. saying. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not sitting here saying that, that, like, certainly I want them to go and get D-Lo, but what I am saying is that if you were to do a deal with Minnesota that, that brought D-Lo here, you could easily flip D-Lo for value. And that's what I think is so, that's what fascinates me about this time of year where it's like, what deals can you make that on the face maybe aren't great, but then you can go and take that guy and flip him into X, Y, and Z? That's what I think Danny Ainge is really good at. And my feeling is is that the reason this is taking some time is because it is going to be a three-team deal. It is going to be a bigger, like, four- or five-player thing and some picks and some money. And, like, that's, that's to me, what the Gobert deal is in reality. Um, breaking news from Woj. Woj. Uh, Four-time All-Star guard Kemba Walker and the Detroit Pistons are finalizing a buyout. Um, and once that is done, Kemba Walker will be a free agent. Crack this thing up. We're out of here. Kemba Walker's got value, man. I'm telling you. Uh, come from the bottom. Came from the bottom. Good morning. Says trade Donovan. That's y'all only hope. Okay. Okay. Hullabilly says good morning, fellas. Uh, L.A. says trade Conley and Bogey for Julius Randle. See, and I like Julius Randle on this team. The Jazz have no interest in Julius Randle. I've been told that twice directly. Yeah. That the Jazz have no interest in Julius Randle. Uh, but I like Julius a lot. Uh, Joris Tuisa says, Gobert to the Clippers, who going to be traded to them? I don't think Rudy Gobert is going to the Clippers. That, I mean, you just signed Avica Zubats. Yeah to an extension. Rudy doesn't really fit with what they do either, and, in my opinion. And I think they know all too well that Rudy doesn't fit with what they do. The Clippers <laughs> yeah. are not going to pay $41 bucks a year to him. I, I, I just know. Spencer Morgan, what's up, my man? He says, if no other team are willing to pay the asking price, the asking price is too high. And see, that's the tough part. If you don't like the asking price, right? Like if, if Danny is like, man, everyone is just lowballing us. You know, I got to be stubborn here. At some point, Danny's going to have to compromise and 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 come down in that in that price. I don't yes. know when that is though. I and, and that's why I say it really like I think that thing that situation with Rudy is really dictated by what other trades you make. Like if you were to move, you know, uh, whatever that trade was we just had like Royce and Royce and Mike for Julius, let's say, not that that's going to happen, but if you were to make a deal like that, that's obviously going to impact how you feel about Rudy Gobert's situation and how aggressive you're going to yes. be with that, you know? Yeah. So that's why I say the order matters, but it also doesn't matter. You know, it just depends what happens. I don't think it matters at all. That's just my opinion. I, I, I would love to see a situation where they trade 
Royce O'Neal and Mike Conley for Julius Randle. Sign me up for that every single day. Yeah. Every single day. But do you see, like, see, that's the thing. Julius Randle is a, another premier scoring option for his size and his position. That's ultimately what I think they need no matter what they do. They I need that, that second guy who can just come in and give you 20, 25 a night on his own. Yep. James Knight says, James Hansen is a lunatic. His podcast is unwatchable. I don't I even know no who the hell that, who is, that is. With all due respect. Alex Chacon says, do you think OG Trenton two picks is too little for Rudy? No, I don't. No, I see. I think that's the perfect. I do that deal right now. Yeah, today. No, no hesitation. Right now today. I would absolutely do that deal. I think OG Ananobi is the wing player you've been looking for. Gary Trent Jr. is a lockdown defender. That's every day. And has improved dramatically as a three-point shooter. And yes, give me two picks. Please, God. Give me two picks. <laughs> uh, Dominion Small says, you think Chicago will throw in Dosumu? No. No. I still have no. I have st I still maintain and I've heard repeatedly that Chicago is not open for business on Io Dosumu. He is a good young player. He's a Chicago kid. He went to the U, U of I, uh University of Illinois like I I just don't see any way that they include Io Dosumu. I, I I don't. Uh Mr. E says I can't believe the amount of Jazz fans that want to trade Don. The lame fan base never said a word when he was passive crap like Hayward, Trey Burke and Rodney Hood. Woo! Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. Cody Strickland says, I wish we could get Patty Mills. I don't know. You know, Patty Mills, he can still shoot it, but I, I don't know how much how much gas is left in the tank. And the thing that worries me is I'd rather make a mistake young than make a mistake old. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if Patty Mills is in the conversation, I'd rather just keep JC. I mean, why? like, you yeah. know, why wouldn't you? Eric C says, amen to that, Mr. E. Eric C, good to see you. Um, let's see, talking, uh, Red Heart Norvis. Gobert, Royce, Package, and D'Lo smells like Jazz, Minnesota, Atlanta, Toronto. Agreed. Could be. Yeah, absolutely could be. Alex Chacon says, my guess is Danny is asking super high so he can get the deal he wants by negotiating down. Well, I mean, yep. I think that's absolutely the, the, the right way to go selling, about it. Baby. Uh, Big Dog O-Town says, I watched Hoops Nerd till I discovered the dynamic duel trending. $2 super chat, but won't let me send it, maybe because it's only $2. Oh, man, really? I want that bread. We only, yeah, we only do this click for super chat tips. Yeah, you know? we're we're only trying to get people to click on the show so you guys can donate to the show. You know what I mean? That's that's basically uh, all we're trying to do. Appreciate here. you, big you dog O-Town. Uh, Rec One says, uh, "What were the cons of Randall when you were when you were he's not on the Jazz list?" Well, I think attitude is a big deal, and I think Julius Julius is a bit of a high maintenance player, and I think Julius Randall uh, is an alpha male, and I think Julius Randall uh, one he's left handed. Um, and I think that's odd for a lot of teams. Um, I think that Julius Randle is a high maintenance player and I think his reputation precedes him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think Danny Ainge is well aware of Julius Randle. Um, I'd love to see him. I, I would, I would love to see him. Yo, Pamp says, what do you think about John Wall going to the Clippers? I, I, John Wall going to the Clippers is a huge loss for the LA Lakers. Um, who again are salary cash strapped by by some bad decisions. Um, I think it's one of these things where John Wall should have been a Laker last year. Mm -hmm. They should have traded for him and Eric Gordon, and they didn't. And I think they're paying a penalty for it. Yeah, LeBron's definitely paying the price. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jeremy Bolton, Trent uh, trade Trent Forrest, Gobert, Conley, Bogey, and Buckets. So trade me for Caruso. Huge yeah, value question. for the Jazz. Alex Caruso. Buckets. Alone. Oh, trade me. 
I still love all the Royce O'Neal Buckets O something nicknames. There was one yesterday that was uh, Buckets O Yoda. <laughs> we simply we don't simply try. We do. Exactly right. Well played. Jarrett Richardson, what do you think about Marvin Bagley uh the third to the Jazz? Meh. I just think he's not he's not a he's not a player of consequence. You know, no. like he's not somebody where like at least with Julius, you can be like, all right, yeah, he will bring him in and he's gonna bully somebody. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna change the flow of the game. Marvin Bagley has just never been anything, honestly. Uh Marcus Denora, five dollar tip. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Says what does Hardy's offense with Ty Jazz look like? Could they get Aiton? Um, man, so the story on DeAndre Aiton, who we covered and we know him well in Phoenix, DeAndre Aiton's just soft, mm-hmm. physically and mentally. And the reason that that I think Phoenix is so unwilling to give DeAndre Aiton a max contract is because you cannot even lean on that guy without him breaking. And... When you're on a championship caliber team, and I don't think anybody denies or questions the fact that the Phoenix Suns are a championship caliber team and have been for the last two years. Yes. He's just mentally soft. Monty Williams has begged him to dunk on people, and he won't do it. They've begged him to stay attached defensively. He won't do it. And it's not that he can't. It's that he can't focus, so he won't do it. He wants to shoot jumpers. He doesn't want to dunk on guys. He doesn't want to be the meanest guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so when CP3 and Book and Monty Williams are on him like, hey, you got to be a badass here, it broke him mentally. And he had a meltdown. And to me, I think you have to unload him, Marcus. And I, and I, I don't think that Utah's a good fit for him. Frankly, I think Atlanta's a tremendous fit. Yeah, I look. For I don't DeAndre think, Ayton. I don't. I I think it is a question of whether he's a max player or not. I I can't say Absolutely. that I disagree with Phoenix on not wanting to pay him a max. Yeah, I I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not giving him a hundred eighty to two hundred million dollars. I just think it's a massive commitment for a guy who's shown you that a he struggles to catch a basketball and b he doesn't want to end the other team. You know, yeah. like that's what you need your that, big to and be. that's the right way to say it. He doesn't want to end the other team. Yeah. And, you know, much to Rudy Gobert's credit, as much as we 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 know his struggles offensively, he wants to block every single shot that's taken every night in the NBA. Not just in the game that he plays. Dude, Rudy ja- wants to block every bro, shot. The Ja Morant block was one of Rudy's best moments oh, as a Utah Jet. I mean, yes. that was one of the best blocks I've ever seen a big man in the league have. And, and that's why I say, like, at least with Rudy... For all the offensive deficiency, at least on the defensive end, you know what you're what you're gonna get. And and the problem is, and this is why I say it's a bit unfair to Rudy, but the problem is is it's not his fault that the Clippers schemed him out of the damn play. Like it's not his fault. It's the issue is is this roster is just so limited with the guys they have on it. But so that's why I say when when you look at, hey, are they gonna trade Rudy? Are they gonna do this? Are they gonna do that? Nine times out of ten, it's not even that the individual player sucks. It's that the the roster and how it all plays together is not good. They struggle. They don't have athleticism. They are not a big team. Like like the average height in the league now, I think is like six eight, six nine. So six two is not getting it done anymore, and that's largely what this team is. Yeah, and by the way, one other thing that I would mention um, as we roll towards uh, NBA free agency uh, for Mountain Time, uh, NBA free agency opens, say, at 4 Mountain Time. Watch the Clippers and Luke Kennard 
That's a guy that I, I think he and Isaiah Hartenstein are two guys that they're going to have to figure out how to move. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Kennard's a knockdown three-point shooter that that has some real weaknesses defensively. Um, and Luke is making $14 million. And that's a guy that I think they, they would like to move, especially with John Wall coming on board. Um, I think I'd watch the Clippers be more active than not because they're – I think they're going to sign John Wall. It's simply a matter of how they're going to do that. If I'm the Clippers, and I know they want to keep Hartenstein. I know Hartenstein wants to be there. I just don't know that they can afford him. And I think Luke Kennard is expendable. I think they're, you look at the guys on that roster. I mean, the Norman Powells of the world. um, I mean, they have guys, obviously you're paying Kawhi Leonard and Paul George $42 million a piece. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would keep an eye on that club today. That's a team that I think you're going to hear about. Red Heart Norvis, my man, back again. I wouldn't mind Gobert Royce getting traded even just for picks and get those picks materialized before the All-Star break. But the problem is you can't just trade Rudy and get nothing in return. Yeah, Like you need a physical human being in return that's a star player. And, and from what sources have told us on this show, the Jazz minimum requirement for Rudy Gobert is a star player and picks. And I think that's a fair asking price. I do. I do, you too. Know, I think that's a completely fair asking price. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Travis Bird says, good morning, Monty. First-time listener. Travis, thanks for coming to the show. Thanks, man. Uh, Ruff's official. Good morning to you, my friend. He says, you keep seeing all these Jazz fan base haters. Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean they're definitely I around. Means, you know. So here's the thing, I, and and I think just what he's saying is that there's a there's like a lot of it going around right now, and yeah, there is yeah. there is a lot of it going around right now. And and what I would say is, hey, everyone's talking about us. I ain't got a problem with that. You know, <laughs> even if it's negative, I don't care. That's cool with me. Yeah, I agree. Um, why aren't you reading my comments? I'm trying. We get a we get a lot of comments. Who on the said show. that? Uh, Jimmy Joe said, "Why aren't you reading my comments? Is it because I'm a hater? No, it's not because you're a hater. I didn't Yo even Pam, know you were a hater. Y- yeah, I didn't know you're a hater. Yo, Pam says, "Can we see Kemba Walker getting traded or going to an NBA playoff team? I don't think so. I think he's not going to get traded. I think he's going to be a free agent, Kemba. Yeah, they're going to buy him out. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, the four-letter Death Star." Uh, is saying that uh, Kemba Walker is going to get bought out by the Pistons and that he'll be a free agent. I think Kemba's had a rough journey since he left Charlotte. So it'll be interesting to see where he, um, you know, where he ends up. Uh, Topher85 says, uh, love the show. New listener. Thank you, Topher. What are the chances the longer it takes for Gobert to be traded that he ends up coming back and maybe traded at the deadline? I think that's absolutely a possibility. (sighs) I don't think Um, that's ideal, though, man. It's not ideal, but I think think it's it's definitely a possibility. I mean, you you're don't forget that the all-star game is here this year and supposedly allegedly supposedly even though I'm told it's not the case supposedly uh Ryan Smith wants two all-stars Don and Rudy in that game I don't necessarily believe that's the case I think he wants two all-stars in that game he would love that and I don't think he cares if it's Don and somebody else if it's Don and D'Lo if it's Don and you know whoever I think he'd like to have two all-stars there but you know what, I, Topher, I don't think there's any doubt that that's a possibility that Rudy Gobert could come back to this team. I That would not be my best outcome. There's no doubt about that. Again, yeah. I still maintain, I think your best outcome is is something with Atlanta and preferably with DeAndre Hunter, which I don't think is going to happen. But John Collins would be a, would be a nice prize. Um, let's see. So uh, Eden Murick says, trade Monty in a bag of chips for James Harden. Well, am I worth $47 million? Depends on the chips. Good I question. Mean, you know, 
Uh, James Knight says James Hansen does have 8K subs. Hey, good for him, man. I'm not. I'm not hating. I've never. I just heard of don't it, know dude. who he is. I literally have never heard of it. Uh, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a big show or something. Yeah. Like I, you, you know, know, I just haven't heard of it. Travis Bird again. Giggity says, "Love seeing all these first-time listeners chiming in on chat." Yeah, welcome everybody. I know there's a lot of new listeners to the show. Um, love having you here. Love your comments. Hit the um, like button, please. Yeah, if you're please. here right now, please hit the like button. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps uh, the channel grow. That <clears throat> excuse me, that makes a huge difference for us. Um, so if you're here now, please do hit the like button. Let's keep rolling because we got to get to NBA free agency as well. Uh, swag vids, swag vids says, Hey Gabe, thanks for pointing that out. Dislike. Pointing Gabe, what out? Uh, what Gabe, Gabe Ledley say? says also picked up over a hundred subs already this week. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. It's been a good week. Uh, Giggity says, uh, is if that is the asking price, how much of Rudy's contract will the jazz eat? Well, I don't even know that that's part of the equation. Um, I think it has to be. If you're if you're the other team, like dealing with the Jazz, I think that's definitely what you're asking for. Is it not? Yeah, I don't know. I I I I have not heard that. I think it it. I don't know. I don't think that's part. I don't. I don't think that's part of the equation. Yeah, I really don't. Eric and Raleigh says no such thing as bad press. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Chris Trost says, are the Bulls a contender with Rudy Gobert? Absolutely they are. I think if you add Rudy Gobert to to Zach Levine, um, if you add Rudy Gobert to DeMar, um, to Io DeSumo. Just think about to, what they need him to do. Like, think about how different it is. The Jazz don't need Rudy to score. He will no. score, but they don't need him to score. What they need from him is is the screen setting, the rebounding, the 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 presence defensively in the paint so that they can play better defense. Like they're 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 the things that Rudy do does fit in really nicely with Chicago. And that's why I think they they are a great suitor for him. But again, it's just this whole dynamic around what is Rudy's value, what does Danny want, what is Danny asking for, you know, like what like how that all plays out. That's what's tough. The biggest issue for the Chicago Bulls is that Lonzo Ball has not been healthy. Yeah. Um, you're paying Vuce, what? Uh, Nikola Vucevic makes $22 million a year. I mean, and he is a zero defensively. You have got to get your guys to stay healthy. It's guys like Caruso, uh, Lonzo Ball, Javante Green. Um, you've got to continue to develop Io DeSumo. You put Rudy Gobert in the middle of that uh, of that world, and you subtract Pat Williams and you subtract Vucevic, you're a better team. Mm -hmm. you, you're, you, the lane is closed. I mean, Rudy Gobert does one thing exceptionally well, mm -hmm. protects the rim, and he does not allow you to get to the cup. Thanks. And when you look at the way that teams ran by Vucevic last year and went straight to the basket, there is no doubt that the Chicago Bulls are a contender to win the Eastern Conference with Rudy Gobert in the middle of that team. Yeah. Um, it just is. Uh, let's see. George uh, Mashika says, we need Portis or Porter Jr. Team needs one or two great wings. Bobby Portis opted out of his deal yesterday, which I think caught some people by surprise. I think he's in, in for a big pay raise. Yeah, that's what Speaking it is. Speaking of Chicago Bulls alumni. Yeah. Um, I'd love Bobby Portis on the Jazz. The guy can straight play. Another Chris Bick Brickley disciple that can really shoot the ball. Um, he's going to get paid. He is going to he is going to get paid. Uh, Ruff's official says if the Jazz fan base wasn't as engaged as they are, you'd have the Sacramento Kings. Exactly right. Agreed. Exactly right. Agree. Yeah. Now, I don't totally think agree. there is there is any doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Big Dog says one dollar. Shout the Mobamba. Okay. We appreciate that, man. 
It, it, did it, it let him do it? He because he was saying it wouldn't let him do two dollars. I, I I think he did. But hey, appreciate you, Big Dog O Town. Uh, thank you very much. David Morris says, I'm wondering if the trade talks quieting down is a sign that Jazz may roll it out with a new coaching staff versus change of players. I, I actually don't think that's what it is. I think Danny Ainge has been diligently working. Justin Zanuck, I can tell you, has been on the phones daily all day long. They're trying to make a deal. The reason the Jazz have been so quiet, and when I say quiet, they haven't made any deals because they don't have trade chips. They don't yeah. have draft picks. And the deals that gotten done, look at the DeJounte Murray to Atlanta deal. I mean, San Antonio got multiple first round picks and they're buying out Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, the picks were the deal. Like You look yeah. at the, the Nick deal you talked about yesterday. Yeah. All draft picks in those deals. Yeah. The Jazz don't have draft picks. And that is a big determining factor on, on deals that have gotten done already. So, you know, I, it, it just is, to me anyway, and it, it's just my opinion. I think that's why you haven't seen a deal get done. Uh, Dominion Small says, Portis can play and punch guys too. I love his attitude. Yes. yeah, He's that guy you hate when he's on the Bucks, he but when he comes hard. to your team, when he comes to your team, you want Bobby Portis on your team because he'll get you a rebound, and he is a guy that will battle underneath. He plays with tremendous emotion, and he can really shoot the Bobby ball. Bobby Portis over Hassan Whiteside all day long. Oh, stop. Yeah, that's not even a comparison. That is not even a comparison. Can we see Bradley Beal getting traded, Yo Pam says? I don't think so. He wants to be in Washington. Yeah. He wants to be in Washington. Uh, Jordan Adams says, any rumors on where Mike Conley could be traded? Well, I'd have told you two days ago, I'd have told you Washington. And I'd have told you that Kentavious Caldwell Pope would have been in that deal. If you're a Jazz fan, that deal ought to piss you off. Because the Denver Nuggets got better. And they didn't have to give up a ton. Like, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people say they didn't get better because they gave up Barton in that deal. But to me, I, I think it... But you know what he is. You yeah. know what Barton and Morris are. The problem is is that is that you need Murray to come back. You need yes. him to come back, And he bro. will. Like, and he is. And I mean, he, he will. By all counts, you, he's fine. You combine stylistically, and who knows what, what Jamal Murray's going to be when he comes back. You combine Murray and Cantavius Caldwell-Pope. Dude, they're going to be much better in With the backcourt. With Jokic. And, and who knows what they do with MPJ. I mean, I you don't know if he's healthy or I have no idea what he's his... He's really good when he's healthy. When though. he's on, he's on. Yeah, he's really I good. I don't know physically how his back is. But Jokic, by the way, today is likely going to get five years. You should probably sit down. And if you're Bro. listening in the car right now, please put your hands at 10 and 2. Nikola Jokic is going to get five years and $264 million. That is, and who, who is blowing my phone up right now? Man, who's blowing um, your phone up right now? No, nothing. Just, just text, stupid text messages. Dude, isn't, what is that? Um, 50 a year? 55 a year? 55 a year. Um, Bro. It is, it 53 is. 53 a year. For Dude. Nikola Jokic. That's the largest contract in the history Bro. of the NBA. Nicole is, and he's worth it. I mean, I, I because they Man, say he is. You better be ready to pay that luxury I mean, tax, bro. My God, that's a lot of money. Uh, Travis Bird says keep, trade Mitchell and keep Rudy. So, defend that for me, Travis. Because I'm open to the conversation. I mean, I'm open to that conversation. Defend yeah, Donovan Mitchell versus Rudy Gobert. Yeah. What I mean, 
give me two minutes on Donovan Mitchell. Break down Donovan I Mitchell's just think game for Donovan me. Donovan Mitchell is somebody who who is an individual scorer. Donovan Mitchell is somebody who who I think has uh, a lot of top end left. I, I think right now the issues that I have with Donovan Mitchell are lack of defense and lack of leadership. And I think the leadership piece will develop uh, quite quickly once chemistry in the locker room is better. I, I think that Rudy... Don power dynamic was not good and it hasn't been good like historically if you look at teams like power dynamics and those grinding against each other don't work out real well the only one that's really worked out well was Kobe and Shaq and that's because they set their differences aside for a minute so they, they could win. So to me, when I look at Donovan Mitchell, I, I look at a guy who who is undersized but also can really get his own. And I think that as we've been telling you, like the mid-range game for Donovan Mitchell specifically, like as an individual contributor, is vital because once he has the mid-range game and he can knock it down from the elbow consistently, then he becomes a problem from three. He becomes a problem driving because you have to respect the pull-up and the step back. And like that that's what made James Harden, Rocket James Harden, so tough because he could get it anywhere on the floor. And that's what Don doesn't have yet. And that's why he's developing that. And here's the truth. You're going to get, in my opinion, a much higher end result. And this is what so many Don haters will not look at. And I can only say this a thousand times. Yeah. The top end of Donovan Mitchell is superstardom. The top end of Donovan Mitchell is the best player in the NBA. If they develop him, he stays healthy. Donovan Mitchell has the ability to be the best player in the NBA. You know who Rudy Gobert is. He's 30 years old now. He's not improving. He's not growing. Yeah. You can trade Rudy Gobert and get a haul in return. Why would you not do that? in a league where this this league is built around guard play, dominant superstar level guard play. Look at the guys who are going to get paid with the exception of Nikola Jokic, who rarely inflicts his will in the paint. Look at the guys paid in this league. Look at the teams with championships. The Golden State Warriors have won four in eight years with guards, not with centers. You look at teams like the Milwaukee Bucks. Who's the Milwaukee Bucks best player? That's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's a wing player. Where is Chris Middleton? He's a wing player. Look at the Phoenix Suns. Who are their best players? Devin Booker and Chris Paul are wing players. This league is not built on Rudy Gobert. It's built on Donovan Mitchell. And that's why the Utah Jazz, since the time that Danny Ainge walked in the door, have told Donovan Mitchell, we are committed to you, we are going to build this team around you, and we are going to spare no expense to make sure that we put you, Donovan Mitchell, in a position to win a championship. You're welcome. It's not close. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm happy. At the end of the day, if Donovan Mitchell is a complete bust and the Jazz trade Rudy Gobert and they never win another game in the history of the franchise, I'm happy to say I was wrong. My guess is they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. And in not this coming year, the next year, a year from now, they're going to be in position to compete for an NBA championship. And it's simply a matter of swallowing some pain pills right now. Mm -hmm. You've got to trade Rudy. You've got to trade, in my opinion, Jordan Clarkson, and you've got to trade Mike Conley. I'd love them to also include Royce O'Neal. I'd also love them to keep Jordan Clarkson. But from what I understand, that's not going to happen. So my feeling is, and again, to answer your question directly, um, I would tell you that Donovan Mitchell has far, far, far more value than Rudy Gobert does to this team. 
just based on the way his he profiles. All right. Dominion says, hard to build around a big ask. Uh, a, a big ask Philly. Yes, that's exactly right. Mr. E says, Rudy can shoot five feet from the basket. The man was losing layups in the playoffs. Even Matumbo had mid-range. Don't disagree with that. Giggity says, I'd rather have a few terrible years and build off lottery picks than make playoffs every year and never get past the second round. Agreed. Wow. Agreed. Look at Giggity just walking in here and kicking everybody in the balls. Agreed. I'm for real. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. All right, a couple more. Then we got to get to the non-sports stories of the day today. Um, and real quick, I do want to talk about NBA free agency because I, I think, um, as we've talked about uh, on the show, what, what do you make of this Nikola Jokic deal? I mean, it is $52.9 million a year. Yeah. Um, it is five years. Again, the number is $264 million. Mm-hmm. I, they have no choice but to do that. Mm-hmm. That's his max eligibility. I would have, if I'm Denver, I have no problem doing that. Yeah, you're going to do it in a second. I, I, I think, you know, he's earned it. He's lived up to it. He's been everything that you could ever want uh, a star player to be. Uh, I think the conversation around it is just like, holy crap, that's a ton of money, yes, dude. It is. Like, just not, not even, not even like you could put like you could be giving this to Embiid or or Cat or whoever, and I'd still say, holy crap, that's a lot of money, man. Like that is a lot of money, and yes, I'm, I'll is. be curious to see what the cap implications look like after that's done. Here's another big one: Zion Williamson. Should the Pelicans sign Zion Williamson to a hundred eighty million dollar max contract? Yeah, one that's not fully guaranteed and requires him to play seventy games a year. Yep, I think it's going to be really difficult to have him on that roster because they were very good without him. Yeah, and you I pushed think, Phoenix to seven games, wasn't it? Was yes, it six games, yes. six or seven games. And I think you're in a situation now where. Zion Williamson, and I, I have never said this before on this show, so mark it down. It's June 30th at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Time. You know. Zion Williamson is in elite physical shape. Mm. He looks fantastic. Like, he is finally – I think the light's finally gone off in the brain that you were going to lose everything that you had earned. And, bench. And he is – he clearly is benching. He has lost weight. He looks trimmer. He has added muscle, Do lost fat. Lift? It looks like he does lift now. I think if they sign him to this extension and keep him in New Orleans, I think they're going to wind up trading him no matter what. And if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, I wouldn't have him play another game. I I, I just I just would not. That's pretty much self-explanatory. I think that's crazy. By the way, the other big name today that everybody's watching because all of a sudden, Jalen Brunson's taking a meeting with the Heat. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, the Knicks can offer him far more money than the Heat. But you're not going to New York to win. You're going to New York to collect paychecks. Yeah. Should Jalen Brunson sign with Miami or New York? Well, I think that I I think that for him, I think he wants to get paid. So I would sign with New York. But there's a lot of people saying that he's only taking these other interviews to avoid tampering charges and stuff. So yeah. I'll be curious to see, like, if he does inevitably end up with the Knicks, then it may it may have just been that. Listen, I, I I'm not going to the Knicks, and this is the Donovan Mitchell thing we talk about all the time, and that is. Everybody links Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Oh, Don Cofton, he's and going to the Knicks. Admittedly, admittedly, the Knicks have repeatedly called, as as <laughs> as recently as this week, they have called the Jazz to ask about Donovan Mitchell's availability. And again, the Jazz have said, we're not interested. We're not having the conversation. Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be a New York Knick right now. Yeah. And I think, from what I understand, that Donovan Mitchell would eventually like to wear the Nick uniform. But I think Donovan wants to win, and he wants to win now. And I do think that Donovan would would be open to teams like the Heat. But I don't think Donovan Mitchell wants to leave Salt Lake City. I think he wants to win. 
And he wants to win now. Yes. And I think that Donovan Mitchell has been eerily quiet. And I say admirably so. I tip my cap to Don. This nonsense about him tweeting out about a, a, a new rap song and stop. The guy has not said word one ever has he gone to the Jazz and demanded a trade. Yeah. And I've been told that multiple times by Utah Jazz sources. He's never asked for a trade. And I will tell you, I talk to a lot of player agents around this league who, who, who universally say Donovan's not asked for a trade. I think Don eventually would like to be a New York Nick. I don't think he wants to be a Nick right now. Yeah. I just think they're not very good. That organization is not great. If I'm Jalen Brunson, I'm not going to the Knicks. I'm going to the Heat because the very clearly, very clearly, you're not winning a championship in New York. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be on a postseason team, you'll go to the Heat. You know, and and yeah. what I would say is like. I understand. I even agree with the logic. Make as much money as you possibly can during your playing career. But these guys care too much about winning just to simply play for the money. I agree. Uh, Luis Compasso, good morning to you. Why send anyone to New York unless you hate them? Not going to disagree with that. Agree, dude. My man, Eric and Raleigh, Gobert is 30. The development time has passed. I agree with that. Uh, Luis also says, uh, why send, uh, okay, well, man, that comment came in quick. Ryan uh, Kent says, ha Alec Burks. Yeah. 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 Alec Burks, not a, not in uh, New York anymore. He's a piston now. Uh, Eric Rowley says, Gobert is 30. Why are my comments repeating? Uh, he also says he isn't going to win in Utah. The Warriors are the best bet in the West and will be for the next two, three years. The Warriors are actually a very interesting team as well mm -hmm. because they're going to have to shed some money at some point. You can't continue to pay the luxury tax at this level. Um, and again, I think at some point this is going to come down to Andrew Wiggins or Clay Thompson. And if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm taking Andrew Wiggins over Clay Thompson. And if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm calling the Lakers about a Clay Thompson trade. Yeah. And I, because I think they would like to, That's by tough, the way, stuff, by the way, did anybody see that Russell Westbrook opted in? to a $47 million uh. player option yesterday. <coughs> Bro. He will be the highest paid player Come in the on. NBA this year. Come on. $47 million for that, bro. Dude, it's just ridiculous, nah, I'm man. Fine. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm fine. I'm completely fine. Yeah, dude, I, I I'm can't. not doing that. I'm not. Eric and Raleigh says uh, Joe Lacob is going to keep paying the tax. He will. But you can't be leveraged the way they're leveraged for the next three years. I mean, well, I I also wonder, because this Clay Thompson thing is one thing, but this Steph Curry, Draymond Green story about how Draymond Green admits that Steph Curry saved him in Boston. Mm -hmm. And Draymond Green admits that the Boston fans had gotten into his head with the F Draymond chance. And that's why Steph Curry was doing the loud jump around flex on Boston's bench to deflect anger towards himself to save Draymond Green. And Draymond Green says it absolutely saved him. Yeah, and I believe it 100%. I mean, that's, By the, way, that's the type of guy Steph is. How long does Dre have in Golden State? Plenty of time. You think Plenty so? Plenty of time, yeah. Okay. And that's why I think they're going to keep paying the luxury tax. You're going to win as many championships with this current setup as you can. And then once this setup ages out, then you'll, you know, obviously you'll cut down. Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, the Lakers have to pay him. Yeah, they do. Boy, the, La the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets are in terrible positions. Terribly vexed. Oh. I mean. <laughs> Russell Westbrook for $47 million. <laughs> But In all seriousness. And Jeremy, I know Jeremy Bolton, for those of you who are new to the show, Jeremy is, knows nothing about sports. And 
really, I mean, he's just a huge Alex Caruso fan. Right. Um, and right. he loves, by the way, everybody, everybody collectively, all 189 people in this room right now, do me a favor and throw up the U for Jeremy Bolton. He's a huge University of Utah fan. Hey, man, mad respect. He's not. He, Alex Caruso doesn't play football for the youth, though, unfortunately. He, so. he, Jeremy Bolton's a BYU fan, and he hates Alex Caruso. <laughs> uh, just titty-twisting. But anyway, the point titty is... Titty-twisting. I, I did say Cold-blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. You know. Um, do we all think that Russell Westbrook's going to suck that bad this year? I think at it, some there's point... There's got to be some improvement at some point. At some point, the old Russ has got to come back because he's not physically broken down. But he is... This is Kyrie Irving. I look at Russell Westbrook and I ask myself, bro, when do you get a prescription for some lithium or yeah, something? something, bro. Because there's got to be, and I'm, I am not joking about this, there's got to be a mental illness there. When you act the way that Russell Westbrook acts, when you ask, act the way that Kyrie Irving acts, there's got to be something missing. And it, it makes me crazy. I, 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 you're so talented. Kyrie Irving, you're so talented, but yet you send a tweet about, we'll see you in the fall. Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next like, question. What are you thinking, dude? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at Russell Westbrook. How are you that bad? It's a mental thing. The bots are back. He, oh, are they really? Is that bots? Yes. God, oh, you son it. of a biscuit and, and stuff. This is a code. Now I got to report him. So annoying, you dude. know. It's so annoying. My apologies, and I know we had a, I know we had a bot on the uh, on the comments yesterday. Um, I I appreciate I appreciate that people were patient with us on that. Um, there, I did it. I hid the user Thank from you. the channel. Thank you. Yeah, okay. And as you can see, I'm going I through some shit that. right now. You know, uh, Casey Finlinson, real quick, says, "Is Russ the contract year performer? Could be. Could be." All right, without further ado, let's whip the camera around here and get Mrs. Monty into the conversation uh, because we're also six minutes away from a really, really, really important sneaker draw. Sneaker draw. So we need to... What the to, hell sneaker draws today, man? Uh, like, there's like a big what? sneaker draw today. Say good morning to Mrs. Monty. Look at her direction. Oh, you did better today. Look at her do Yeah, I did. I did. That's... Hold on. I got to turn your microphone on. Jesus. Hey, there she is. Say Jesus. good morning to Mrs. Monty on the show today. All right. I bring you in specifically because I need everybody on this chat right now. Everybody in the chat right now. Are you team Android or are you team Apple? Mrs. Monty, hold up your phone. Where is your electronic device? Show us the back of it. That is an Apple wallet because she rocks an iPhone. Right. I was pressured. No, you were forced. Yeah. You were duct taped down to the floor yeah. while I ordered you an I iPhone. I loved my so lazy is in the gym. I really did. I love a droid. I like the flexibility it gave me. I like the, the interface, but my family is all Apple. And you know what? We are all Apple because we're men. We have testosterone Dude, flowing through our veins. There's no getting away from the <sighs> fact that the iPhone is a better product than the Samsung Galaxy line. The only difference is usability. That's literally the only yes. difference. Like, that's it. It's a preference thing, but there's no getting away from the fact that iPhones are, in my opinion, built built better. You guys, let's, let, let's be what? honest. What? You cannot pop your collar and pimp it down the boulevard with an Android. 
You can. No, no. You can. No, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can. Number one, Apple yeah. is exact. Apple, in my opinion, it is it is the far superior. Apples. Way. Apple. Look at all those Apple people. Yeah, look at all the Apple folks up in here. Let's go. Let's go. Luis Campazzo says um, he is uh, Android all day. His standards don't matter. Yeah, your standards don't matter, sir. <laughs> Topher uh, says Apple. Uh, Jake says Android. Uh, Steve Stephen Ling says Apple. Adlin Music says Apple. Thank you. You know, you know. Yeah. This is a, what, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, this is a setup to make fun of everyone who has an Android. Don't fall for the trap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, that ain't wrong. Oh, but the know? reason I bring this up, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, well, really. Those you... of us, um, those of us that understand the greatness of the iPhone, mm -hmm. um, and those of us that have an addiction that requires us to buy a new Apple iPhone right. every single time they released one, right. as right. though our 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 male body parts will shrivel up and fall off. Okay, uh, if we do not, um, it's just a more awesome device. Yeah, it, in my opinion, the power of of the iPhone, the camera on the iPhone. Um, that now the battery life on the iPhone is undefeated. Mm -hmm. Why do you not like iPhone though, Mrs. Mati? What is your issue with Apple? Uh, they, they force you into their exclusivity. They force you to only use their charger. They give you the world's shortest charging cable and no block. They're like, Hey, yeah, go ahead. Uh, suffer. You'll have to go and buy it from someone that we approve because we don't like using aftermarket products unless they're stamped with our but, Apple. But to and their defense, but wait, to their defense, you don't have to use iTunes now. You you can use app, you can use iTunes or other Android music. You can you can use the the Amazon music, right? Right, and that is like the only reason why I succumbed to the Apple to the iPhone. I'm because sorry. Can you say that? Can you say that again, but slower and like just the no. Anyways, <laughs> what they actually you can find a lot of articles and a lot of information about how you can set your phone up with oh, all of the things you loved from your Android phone. So I don't use <laughs> Apple Music or iTunes. I do Amazon Music. I've done it for years. But will you admit? Will you one. admit that you are on a certain level technologically challenged? You get frustrated easily. Don't look like all upset. You get frustrated. Do you oh not get frustrated God. easily with your phone? I can get frustrated because Apple sets things up in a way that is not sensible to me. People, it's very clear. There's two types of people in this world. You're an Apple where you just, you want things to be pretty, but not necessarily as functional. And By the way, the, sneak, the sneaker draw opens in like 20 seconds. Functional for what purpose? Like when you say functional, like what functionality would you be looking for that maybe an iPhone didn't have or like what? Yeah. Uh, it used to be that you could not put an expansion card on your phone, so you couldn't have extra storage. You could only, if you paid the shit ton of money, to get more storage on the phone. What I don't like right now is uh, my phone hasn't backed up because I'm unwilling to pay them for more cloud storage because people have shared albums with me. And if I don't pay for more cloud storage, I can't back it up. And if I take the shared albums off, I no longer have access to them. That's shit. 
Well, is that? But let me ask you this, because because extra space in the cloud is like ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's not expensive. A month. Yeah. When I could buy a card for thirty dollars and own my own stuff, I don't want. So it's a it's a premise. They don't make it in my size. I see. Outrage. Outrage. I, I don't want to pay another cloud service when I already have my Google Photos cloud service. But I can't pick up my phone now unless I decide I just don't want to see shared albums anymore because there's no way for me to see them unless I pay, which is just it's BS. It is BS. Yeah. hundred percent. And why don't they make this shoe in my size? I don't know. Man. The mystic blue. The, the other thing is, is all the accessories. You have no choice Jesus. but to go Apple, Apple, Apple. <laughs> you know what? Some people have work to do. Uh, I, I don't. I'm trying to win this shoe. And they, <laughs> win this do shoe. I try to win it in a 14? Yes. You're not going to wear it. It's going to crunch your little toes. Well, you know what? God. Why Why does Apple Apple Pay? Hey, look at that. I'm using Apple Pay to buy to buy a shoe. Um, you know, because I, I can. Hey, look at that. Face hey. recognition. Appreciate you. Anyway, anyway. I, I so this all comes up because Apple now is having to deal with European Union reg, uh, regulation um, because they don't want to eliminate their lightning cable. Mm-hmm. And the European Union has said, hey, we're doing our best to limit the footprint of our electronics uh, and our electronic accessories. And nobody but Apple uses lightning cables. Will you guys please stop doing that and go to USB-C, which they already do on all of their other products. The only device in the Apple lineup that uses lightning is older tablets and, and the iPhone. And... What I'm telling you is they should go to USB-C. They should. Let's reduce our electronic waste and stop being a jerk, Apple, that you force people to buy only your product. You're not wrong. It takes power away from the consumer. You're not wrong. Fired up over here. And you know what? I, I think you're right about that. I think it's one of those things that um, you're you. there's no way to quantify um, exactly how you... You know exactly how uh, we got you... more bots here, bro. Sorry to interrupt. Again? More bots. God. Sorry to interrupt. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I think that, I think uh, so I it's do agree cool. that Apple should should have to go to USB-C. I agree with that 100%. I just think that the frustrations over functionality and stuff are are purely personal. Like I think if you grew up on Apple, you don't care. If you grew yes. up on Android, you care. Like yes. I think that's just how it is. I think it's like uh, that's how it is with a lot of things in our world, you know? Like that's uh, just I think that's just our experience as humans. Eric and Raleigh says uh, you can't pimp it down the boulevard with an Android, but you're going to get laughed at openly. You can, that's true. You'll get let la- nobody uses Android. Yeah, nobody uses Android. Why don't you guys just go back to your flip phone? Uh, Casey Finlinson <laughs> says, "I'm a blue text guy. Do you judge a little when you see a green text pop up?" Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Uh, Holabilly says, only if you find an iPhone case for that Android. Exactly right. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Apple is the Cleveland Browns of phones. Why? Wow. They're the, no, they're the New England Patriots of phones. They're the Super Bowl champion repeatedly. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, Giggity says, Apple is for millennials and old people who get help from their millennial children <laughs> for electronics. I know how to use my phone. <laughs> I don't. I don't need help. What are you? What are you talking about? Uh, oh what are gosh. you talking it about? It is one hundred percent true that like my mother has an Apple and has she to get does. tech support from all of the grandchildren. But why is it? Why is Apple get hated on for simple functionality? That's I, don't what I don't know. Understand. Why is that a negative thing? 
I don't know. It really bothers people that much that you can't customize this or that. Like, it is clearly a more well-built product, but you don't like that it just doesn't have certain functionality. That's why I say, like, it's just like buying cars. Beamers are, like... When you're trying to force me, so... But here's the thing. Apple's the only holdout, right? As opposed to who, All the other phones, all the other phone platforms will let you listen to whatever music platform you want, they, and now Apple's opened that up because they realize they're losing a portion of the market. So you had all of these things on your Android phone. You're not going to switch if you can't have them on your Apple. Yeah. Justin Salas um, pays us $4 in a tip. Thank you, Justin. He says the Apple phone is meh at best. The problem is their suite of project product is so superior that you need to have an iPhone. And see, I think what you said, functionality Doing business now, and the the other thing is you got to remember security. Yeah, security that's the one on, on the Apple platform yeah. is very difficult to breach, and yeah. I would maintain that security is security is where it's at. Yeah, you know, like that that for my money is you know, yeah, I I did block the the bots by the way. Uh, so Justin, appreciate the tip. Android allows FaceTime now to connect with Apple users. They do. That's absolutely right. Uh, Cody Strickland, can I hear the Karen story? Karen story or Elon Musk? Uh, I actually have to take the dog to the vet. Yeah. So. It's 8.05, bro. Yeah. We, oh, we is it go. really? Yeah, yeah, we gotta go. We yeah. gotta go. Cody, so tomorrow I... we should have a lot more fun. Lot yeah, more tomorrow's fun Friday. Topic. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, we'll have a God lot more forsaken fun. month. Well, yeah, June has not been kind to me. Um, all right, yeah, tomorrow we'll do that. Mrs. Monty, good to see you as always. Appreciate you joining the show. Um, make sure that you give us a thumbs up. Everybody that's here, please click the like thumbs up button. That really helps us. That really helps us grow. Don't ever do that face again. Uh, that really helps us grow the channel. Uh, far more reaction tomorrow on NBA Free Agency. And, of course, if there is anything new on the Jazz or a big trade happens, we'll be live right here on the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.